So I, I had a mustache for my Halloween costume last night, and today's November first. And uh, this morning I, I realized, you know, I can just keep it. And so here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to be here for. I don't know how long the stash will survive, but it's been a full. It's been forty-eight hours at least. So. Very, very Anchorman. Thank you. The shirt too. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a Hawaiian shirt because if you're listening to this, you can't see it. You can't see this this bounteous, luscious mustache. Nor can you see this tropical Hawaiian print shirt. But we're having a great time already. Already. Yeah. How uh, how was your Halloween? It was good. It was good. We got to um, do a sunset yoga in costume, yeah. which is really pretty on the beach, on Baker Beach. That was awesome. It looked really cool. Yeah. No, it was really nice. And we saw dolphins. That's amazing. We really watched the sunset, so it was really nice. Were the dolphins wearing costumes? They were wearing shark costumes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but there's pictures on my Instagram, so go see for yourself. Awesome. Well, um, we've got a lot to to get to tonight. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome everyone. How is that for a welcome? You want, do you want more? <laughs> we're on we're on episode five. Are we? This is episode five. Wow, it is of yeah. the Love Redo podcast. I and can't believe we made it this far. Let's see how much further we make it, guys. <laughs> and we're so happy you're here. So happy, whoever you are wherever you are and however you are listening thank you for being here and we hope that this is enriching your life and relationships right hopefully um and if you are listening and you are enjoying please review subscribe rate do whatever you can do to support us in that little tiny way um I just did this like major, major breath work class. The first time I've ever really done one properly. Okay. I just bought a book on breath work. <laughs> See? <laughs> Seriously, what, what the fuck? How are we so in sync? I bought this, breath. Have you heard of that? Show me closer. No, closer. <laughs> By James Nestor. Have you heard no, of that? No, no. But, you know, breath work, I mean, I'm sure the book will be interesting, but it's, you know, an active experience. So um, if you want, I'll invite you to the next, uh, you know, I'll send you the link for the next class. Oh, my God. Like, literally for the last two days, I've been trying to breathe only through my nose and breathe in as deeply as possible all day long. Because somebody told you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's the ex it's the exhalation that is the relaxing um, part, not the inhalation. The inhalation 
the, ex the exhalation f physiologically relaxes your like every part of your kind of like DNA and your cells and your everything. Um, so the, what you, if you're trying to calm down or relax or you're having anxiety of any kind, you take in a breath, let's say three counts, you maybe hold for three and then you release for six or some, whatever your numbers are, you know, it could be four, four, eight or whatever. But the longer so you were the doing it as more of like a stress relief, anxiety relief. Well, I, that's relief my kind of thing. that's my regular go to kind of thing um, that I do for stress relief. Yes, and like kind of anxiety when I'm like a little nervous. But this breathwork class oh. was something else. It was like a complete different. Um, it was like a thing. Like I just cried for like an hour and a half, and like was like shaking and like ten like my whole body was tensing. That sounds amazing. Yeah, no, seriously, really? I want I want to cry for an hour and a half. This this book is not like a relaxation thing. It's like a uh -huh. you're breathing wrong. Here's how to breathe right, uh -huh. kind of thing to like you know change your life and make all your wildest dreams come true. Yada yada yada. But it's like it's like learning how to breathe the right way. Anyway, it's fascinating stuff because I uh, I'm I'm really excited to jump into it because I often most nights have trouble sleeping i have for a long time so i'm uh, i'm really interested in looking into doing breath work oh, i'll send you the link to the thing um oh my god i'd love that it was really yes, intense, like super fucking intense i don't know if it's just like the uh, time or what but yes. or the breathing itself but it was like really intense amazing yeah, yeah. i love it so don't make me cry, okay? <laughs> okay, cool. No, there will be no, hopefully, no crying tonight in tonight's episode. It will take this little, all right? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's not let's not cry. Let's talk about being secure, secure or secure. I I don't know. Tomato, tomato. Which one? Which one? Which one do you say? Do you say secure or secure? I say secure. Secure. Let's go with secure. that. Okay. Why was I thinking secure? Secure is the thing. Secure. I feel, I feel secure. I'm secure. Now, 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 <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know which one's right. Security. Security. I don't know. Whatever it is. The, like we're still the, in Halloween right now. I'm like, yeah, maybe you. that's it. <laughs> Maybe it's maybe it's the mustache. Maybe I've just got big mustache energy right now. I think that's what's going on. Secure. So secure. secure. We landed on secure. Secure. No tears. <laughs> no scrubs. Um, so last time we talked about last time was more like defining the secure attachment style because we defined the the other three attachment styles good job and so tonight we're going to talk about breath work <laughs> no tonight we're going to talk about how to become secure how do you how do you get there if it's if it's the ideal attachment style and if the theory is that you can is change the right word? 
if you can um, you can change move along or or adapt move along the spectrum the spectrum thank you yeah that's a good way to put it if you can push yourself along the spectrum closer to the secure attachment style okay yeah. wonderful but like how the fuck do you do that and so that's what we're going to try to explore tonight yes that's the that's the goal um where are you at in your your uh secure insecure anxious ways have you moved towards security do you feel because you also said that you were you thought that you were secure and then you said that in this relationship you felt really anxious this previous relationship you had um so do you think your base uh your base attachment style is anxious or do you think your base attachment style is secure that's a good question i don't know um because i think as we like uncovered that last time Mm -hmm. i've thought about other past relationships um and i think the one so i so i i dated someone for pretty much all of 2019 and this is this is and, the avoidant one right yeah okay and so and some in some of this year okay um and then i, I dated someone for about a year before that in 2018 mm-hmm. and then before that i was married for 10 years um and I think I think the last two, so the one in 2018, the one in 2019, and during COVID, uh, were more anxious. Mm-hmm. But then when I was married, I thought about this, and I, and I didn't do any of that anxious stuff at all. Do you remember anything like getting into the like relationship in the beginning or anything like that? Like with my ex-wife? Yeah. Like the beginning of it? Like, what do you, like, how do you mean? Well, because it comes out a lot in the dating stage where things are unsure, right? So did the same types of anxious behaviors or feelings come up for you in the early days no. dating your wife? Nope, 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 not in that one. If anything, I was, I was uh, absolutely the secure one who was... Um, comfortable and confident and reassuring. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so it, it's interesting that, that uh, you brought that up last time and that kind of made me think about other past relationships and how it's changed. So um, all that is to say, answering your question, where am I now? I'm not in a relationship right now. And so I don't know if it's, is it possible to, identify where you're at on the spectrum in a, in a, in a relationship vacuum? Well, of course it is. It's, I mean, you're dating, right? So it's possible to, sure. to know where you're at um, within that. But also what I was going to say is it's also possible to go from being secure, being married, having things go awry. And then, you know, the trauma of that, transition life transition could cause you to change your um style 
as well, your attachment style as well. So that's very, you know, that wouldn't be far off at all that that would happen. Yeah. Um, well then I think with, with dating, I would say I feel more, I would say I definitely feel like I'm moving along on the spectrum more toward the, the promised land of security. What makes you feel that way? Is this a podcast or is this therapy today? What no, are we? What I'm, are, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to like bring up stuff so that we can talk about it. I'm just trying to like get kidding. to things. I mean, I'll talk, but I'm happy. No, to I'm just you. kidding. Um, am I, are we going to talk about my relationship with my parents next? Is that, oh wait, that is part of attachment stuff. Fuck. um you don't have to we could no i'm totally i'm totally kidding um so your question was how do i know yeah like what makes you feel like you're you you feel more secure or you know especially given if your last two relationships were um you felt anxious right getting into that like yeah this is going to sound super cliche and I hate to do that. And it's going to sound really corny, but it's, but it's so true is that the number one thing that's changed is my relationship with myself. So after getting, after getting divorced, I think, uh, the, the, the people I was dating after that, the ones that I was in serious relationships with, I think that I was looking to have them sort of complete me in a way. You know, one of the episodes we talked about that line from Jerry Maguire, that's like the wrong way to do it. And that's exactly what I was doing. And there are a lot of factors that come into that, right? Like society and, 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 and pop culture. And, and even just the way that I was raised in a very, uh, very conservative Christian upbringing that has a, an explicit and, and pronounced emphasis on being married and, and not being alone. Guys, so, don't worry. We're going to talk all about that in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we may, we may delve in, into that for sure, but so rather I, Mormon, everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. And so, um, yeah, so a, a lot of, a lot of nature and a lot of nurture went into me really being like, a, like I think a lot of people being uncomfortable being alone. And so when I changed my relationship with myself, uh, it's, it's now changed how I date people because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking for someone to complete me anymore. I'm complete as fuck now. And, and you have got the stash to prove it, man. I've got, see, <laughs> I've got the stash to prove it. I feel more, more whole. And I feel like I've, I've accepted myself. And so I'm not trying to be with someone because I need uh, another, another half. Um, I feel whole by myself. And so that's changed everything that is uh that's that's the big the big thing and i love that you said that and i find it really hard to listen to 
I've always found it hard to listen to, not because I don't believe it and agree with it, right? But I find it's so, uh, without context, right? Like saying, I love myself or um, you, you're, you have to be okay alone or you right. have to learn to love yourself. I feel like there, I feel like in my experience in my life, there was never a time I would have said, I don't love myself, right? But there were things that I did in ways that I acted that proved that I didn't love mm. myself. But I didn't even, I didn't even know that, right? I didn't know that that's what that meant, right? So, yeah. So one of the big things, especially with anxious attachers and specifically with anxious attachers that happens in relationship is that they uh, self-abandon. <laughs> right? Because they completely and totally put their self-worth in relationship um, and in having a partner and in being validated by another person, they will tend to do um, everything to keep and hold on to that relationship or to be in that relationship. So anxious attachers will do things like people please, they will do things like, you know, want to spend all their time with the other person. They will, uh, you know, and they will give up on their own activities. And not, it's not even, the thing about it is that I want to say it's not so black and white. Like, again, if you would have asked me when I was trying to, like, date someone or wanting to hang out with somebody, I wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to the gym because I want to go hang out with this guy. I would have been like, no, nah, I don't feel like going to the gym today. We're going to hang out, you know? Yeah. Because it really does become that. It becomes part of your, like, desire. You desire more to, like, be with this person, to be validated, to be in relationship than you do anything else and by little by little by choosing constantly doing things with this person or being available for this person you start lo losing yourself and you start chipping away little by little at your self-worth at your goals at your you know uh purpose um and so it's a very very slippery slope especially for an anxious attacher because um or a disordered fearful, avoidant, whatever we called it last time. <laughs> I know I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> um. Disordered, disorganized, disheveled, fearful, ambivalent, anxious, avoidant type person. You know right. the type. We all, we all know them. Yeah. Easy um. to spot. Yeah, totally. And yeah, so that is one, that's like a major thing that happens. Um, on the anxious side uh, is major self-abandonment in order to stay in relationship or to keep relationship. You know, I'm going to share a really embarrassing story here um, related to what you just said. Tell me everything. <laughs> there's, there's a Beyonce song called Me, Myself, and I. Uh -huh. And in the song, one of the lyrics that that Queen B says is, I know that I will never disappoint myself. And I remember when that song came out, I don't remember what what year it was. This was this was a while ago. 
this was like pre Jay Z Beyonce. This was, I think, this was like maybe even still like Destiny's Child Beyonce, or maybe yeah, she had I, just left Destiny's Child. Okay, I don't even remember the, this song. And uh, I love Beyonce. She's my spirit animal. Okay, I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> Can you play uh, a little? <laughs> play a little for us. You know what? I will. I will play some Beyonce. Let's take a pause for a second. Okay. We're going to play some Beyonce. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play. I'm going to cut line. this in later. <laughs> I'll cut in the line. Here is, here is the line from Beyonce's Me, Myself, and I. I won't, I won't be my own best So the line there is, she says, I know that, and oh, this was 2003. Oh, wow. So this was 17 years ago. You shouldn't tell. I mean, people are going to think we're really old. <laughs> well, we are really old, but we can say that we were alive in 2003. We're, we're older than 17. I was nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she says, I know that I will never disappoint myself. And I always, and I remember, I don't know how I remember that, but I remember hearing that and being like, okay, Beyonce, sure. You'll never disappoint yourself. And being like, I fucking disappoint myself all the fucking time. Like, what are you talking about, Beyonce? I know that I will never disappoint myself. Like, okay. And uh that's kind of what you what were you were talking about like self um what self-abandonment self yeah 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 it's a it it's a very it's a very big part of becoming secure like identifying how you self-abandon and not doing those things and then we do those things like as humans anyway right um with other things possibly, but it all feeds into, to some degree, to the lack of self-worth. So, you know, for example, some of my self-abandoning techniques have to do with relationships or techniques. <laughs> I just made it like, I should some teach a course on this because I'm so good at it. That'd be a great episode, how to <laughs> abandon yourself. Here's how to totally just give up on life. Just give up on yourself. I, I think that's what my whole book is about. <laughs> like, can't wait. To, can't wait till that comes out. It's like, don't do this. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, so all the ways. Oh, so some of the ways that um, you self-abandon show up, especially as an anxious attacher in relationship stuff. But we all self, you know, we all to some degree self-abandon in some way. Like you want to go to the gym more and you don't go enough, right? You want to lose weight, but you keep snacking and eating, you know, like shit or whatever. And all of those things, those are other things that kind of point to some level of lower self-worth where you don't find yourself important enough to... Uh, maybe right. effort for for yourself for yourself yeah yeah you got you gotta you gotta go beyonce you gotta you never gotta disappoint know yourself, you gotta man. never disappoint <laughs> yourself no you gotta you gotta channel your queen bee and and show up for yourself so uh i can say like 
my so my journey has been long and arduous and continues mm-hmm. to be <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh i have to say that there were in the in the beginning back in the day um one of the things that i that was a very like a turning point for me was um that i would have you know i would hook up with a guy and almost always i would want him to stay over not almost always always i would be like like he would have to stay over if he didn't stay over i would just be like that's crazy right um and then came one day where i was like oh my god i hope he leaves like how do i get him to leave after i you know like after we hooked up or whatever and i remember it being like this marked thing for me because I always needed, wanted them to stay, to cuddle, to hug, to, you know, snuggle, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then one fine day, I was just like, no. And then it even came up with the guy, like guys that I was kind of in relationship with a little bit, you know? I was like, I just want to be able to like wake up in the morning and like not be like annoyed by somebody, you know? Um, So, uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, that was when I knew things were like starting to turn a bit for me you know that was one of the markers back in the day good for you yeah um but another uh, you know leading into the point that enjoying time by yourself as again like as an anxious attacher enjoying time by yourself and respecting your own time um is another big uh, indicator that you're moving towards security, right? Because part of that for me was that I wanted to wake up in the morning and like have my day and not be worried about somebody else in my space and when are they leaving and, you know, the whole entire thing. Like, I just wanted to like have a good night's sleep, wake up in the morning and, you know, take care of my goals and whatever it was. Um, and so you know, so again, like prioritizing yourself and your, your things is a big marker in moving towards security as an anxious attacher. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so continuing that thread, then what are, this is, this is something I'm interested to know as mm-hmm. I continue to, to creep up the spectrum what are some more some other ways that you can you can know that you're on the right track or, or know that you're inching more towards a secure attachment style like how else can you know you're there uh so another really important thing and this is for all of the attachment styles right and moving towards security um okay it is feeling like you can regulate your emotions right like you don't mm. get triggered so much over certain things um and it's less frequent and less intense the emotional triggers um so that is something like your partner comes home late or um they say you know somebody you're dating is like oh i'm sorry i can't make it over tonight you know i know we had plans but like i have to work late or something like that you don't blow it up to be this humongous thing you just accept it for what it is and you don't personalize it so there's the aspect of regular you know 
being able to be calm in that storm that would have normally happened in your in your nervous system, right? Because normally, like you would have got had like some sort of reaction about it. And then um, there's the not taking it personally side of it too, right? Because uh, yeah. insecure attachers will uh, make it about them. They'll make it like, oh they don't want to see me tonight. You know, he or she doesn't want to see me tonight. That's what's really going on. If they really mm -hmm. wanted to see me, then they would come, you know? Um, but that is not the marker of a secure attacher. Secure attachers don't personalize it. They wouldn't think, oh, this is about me. They would think, oh, she's got to work late, you know? Um, I've got a story about that. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, uh, this is one of the ways now that you mentioned it, that, yeah, that, that lets me know that I'm on the right track. What, what happened? Uh, a, a recent, uh, ron rendezvous that I, mm -hmm. that I went on, mm. um, where this is, this is, yeah, this is really cool because I think this, this confirms that, um, I'm on the right track. So, uh, went on a date. This was two, two weeks, two weeks ago, maybe two, three weeks ago. And, um, this was, we'd been, we'd been texting for a while and finally like had, had this plan down. Okay. So we're going to go and we're going to go to a, we're going to go to a pub on Friday. So the day of she, she sends me a text and she's like, Hey, um, would you mind if my sister came to dinner too. <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> right? That is fucking weird, yes. Right? And she's like, she's like, um, I think she just had a really tough day at work and I think she's just kind of sad and like, would that be okay? But you've never met. You don't never know met. Her. That's this is a this strange. is a first date. Strange, strange, odd. So anxious Aaron would have been like, Oh, she's not that into me. It's, it's me, mm -hmm. you know, blame myself. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did something wrong. Maybe I said something weird. Maybe like through texts, she was getting weird vibes. But I was just like, I just rolled with it. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Because what I realized was that it's not about me. Right. It's about her. And maybe yeah. she is a, is a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And maybe um, she just wants like an extra security blanket or something just to feel like comfortable. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then what other choice do I have but to be like, okay, cool, no problem. So I was like, yeah, or, of course, for sure. <laughs> could have been like, why don't you call me when your sister's not around? Why don't you take your sister to dinner and we can hang out another time? How would that have gone down? <laughs> I mean, but then I, I just, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to appear bothered. And I mm -hmm. really wasn't, I really was like, you know what? It's not about me. Obviously she just like wants, she, or, or needs her, her sister to be there with her. So I'm just going to go with it and, and just go and hang out and have fun. And like, we'll see what happens. So, I think that what you just said, though, let me interrupt you for one second, just to say that that's the yeah, point is that you're not bothered and you didn't care yeah. and you were happy to do no. it. And um, 
that's where the security lies, right? It's not about in the decision that you made that you went out with her or that you decided not to go out with her or whatever, you know, the, the security is in being um, comfortable with whatever decision you are making and not having it linger and bother you. So yeah. kudos. Thank you. Um, and uh, it, it went, it went really, really well. So yeah, we, uh, and we, we've hung out a, a few times since then. So, uh, it, it was, it was the total right call. I mean, I think that like to the, to the point that I like made earlier that whatever way was comfortable for you to handle it would have been fine. Like if you wouldn't, were not comfortable with it, you could have easily said, you know, why don't you take your sister out today? Totally understand. Like, you know, she needs to hang with you or whatever she needs support, let's hang out another day. That would have also been fine if that's where your comfort and your security would have lied. You know what I mean? Yeah, but true. It, it was also fine that you handled it the way you did because you legitimately didn't care. And so, um, yeah. you know, and the, that's the whole thing. It's like the personalizing aspect of it. Insecure attachers will personalize um, every most actions that their partners take to make it mean something about them because as children, right. To take it back to where it all stems from anyway, mm -hmm. as children, we, uh, we believe in absolutes. There's no, there's no understanding of nuance as a child, right? So when your parents leave uh, to go to work, even, you think that it's because you are not good enough. You don't get the fact that they're working to put food on the table. I mean, there is some part of you that understands it, but when you're like really little, you don't get it. All you know is that your parents is leaving. And so you just think that they don't want to stay around you. You know, when your parents are too tired to pay attention to you, um, you think that they, you are just not interesting or you're just not important because they don't want to pay attention to you. You know, you don't think like, oh, they're stressed and they're tired and they, you know, they've had a hard day and right. whatever. You just think that this, yeah, you take it and you make it mean something about you. And so you take that into adulthood as an insecure attacher and every action that's taken towards you that isn't, you know, doesn't align with you being uh, validated makes you feel like, you know, you're not good enough. Yeah. And then you carry that through to adulthood. So even, even someone like you as a, as a 26 year old <laughs> modern woman, you, you still might have that to, to this day. Uh, yes. Sometimes I've been, I've been doing the math in my head. And if you were nine in 2003, I think that means you'd be 26. I'm really bad yeah. at math, so <laughs> I, I trust think, you. I think, I think that's what it is. But I'm too lazy to take out my calculator. I, 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 I believe you. I believe you. So, um, should, do you have, a, do you have any more, uh, if you have any more, like one or two more ways that you, that, um, you know, that, uh, you can identify as secure before we wrap up here. Are there any others? Well, there's a lot. Any other ways to know others. that you're like on the right track? Well, I think last time, um, I think like a really big thing that we can talk about for anxious attachers is even recognizing that a secure, recognizing a secure partner um, and being attracted to a secure partner, because that is one, I think, of the biggest hurdles to jump over 
Um, oh, really? Yeah, for for anxious attachers. I know that for me uh, personally, that took a like I couldn't wrap my brain around how that would happen. Uh, and to your point, kind of from earlier, it wasn't until I really started feeding myself, nourishing myself, loving myself, mm-hmm. getting into my own shit, you know, uh, achieving my own goals or pursuing my own uh, purpose that it really started to fall into place. But the issue is that because the anxious attacher and fearful avoidant is um, so attracted to the kind of high and low of the, the drama, the, the drama and the chaos of relationship. Yeah. And it's not even that they're attracted to it. It's that their nervous system, it, it's built into their nervous system to think that that's what love is. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it, that's all they, that's the only way that they can recognize uh, chemistry. Right. And they think it's chemistry when mm. they feel these like exciting feelings. Right. But these exciting feelings for an anxious attacher or a fearful avoidant are uh, usually a sign of negative attachment issues coming up. Um, and it's very difficult to recognize a secure, um, a secure person as attractive because the secure person doesn't bring that up in them and they tend to find the secure person boring. Um, yeah, that reminds me of more, of more stories, both, both ways. What, what I mean is that, um, like I can think of being attracted to people because there was drama, I, like it, it, it would have been dramatic, um, or being unattracted to people because it was, uh, in, in my mind at the time, boring, you know, like, like stability, uh, was, was boring. Um, well, I actually want to say something very specific about that is yeah. that, um, so insecure attachers will stay in um, toxic relationships, right? Yeah. For a very long time because right. they are filling the void yeah. uh, with relationship. Um, they'll have, and they identify with the relationship. Like their, their identity is tied into their relationship. So losing a relationship is like losing a part of themselves, like literally. Um, And, and they will stay in relationship just in order to like not lose that part of themselves, even though that part of themselves is like really negative. Also that mixed in with the fact that their nervous system is almost used to that, that kind of chaos and that drama. Um, From childhood. From childhood. Right. 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 So that's kind of part of the reason um, that they stay in those kinds of toxic relationships. And also I wanted to bring up another point um, that is very part, like one of the big, big things about being secure is having, having boundaries and Mm -hmm. being able to hold those boundaries, right? So, so is this, a, are you, is this another way like of, de- of defining or, or recognizing how you know when you're yes. in, the, in the secure zone? Yes. Okay. Um, boundaries. So boundaries are a really, really big deal, right? Um, 
And part, what, one thing I want to say is that learning what your boundaries are is its own thing, especially for somebody who's an insecure attacher, regardless of what type of insecure attacher you are, right? Um, understanding mm. your own boundaries is a, almost like a learning process, right? You're going to have to mm -hmm. figure it out um, and have to learn their own boundaries and also learn to hold their own boundaries. But in holding their own boundaries, you, you come up with confrontation sometimes, or at least communication, having to communicate your boundaries. And in having to communicate your boundaries, it's very difficult sometimes for an insecure attacher to even communicate and be vulnerable, right? So when they are and their boundary is crossed, that can be really, really difficult for an insecure attacher to deal with. The thing with secure people is they understand that there's like a trial and error process in, especially in the beginning of a relationship where, you know, I'm going to state my needs. You're not going to be perfect at meeting them. You'll try to meet them. And I appreciate yeah. you trying to meet them. And mm -hmm. as time goes on, we'll get to that place where we, you know, where we figure it out and it levels out. But insecure attachers, they, if they get up the courage to communicate, which is a really big deal for them, they will, uh, if their, their boundaries are crossed, they will kind of have a freak out about it um, and may not be able to forgive the crossing of that boundary. And it may be like an all or nothing type of like thing, or it may cause a huge argument or, um, but it really has to do with the fact that number one, it's so difficult to communicate. Number two, if their boundary is being crossed, it's like the, a really huge rejection again for them, like taking it back to their core wound of being rejected, rejected and or abandoned. Um, and it plays out as this kind of, you know, big argument, which I'm sure we've all been in, <laughs> right. And one or mm -hmm. in any given relationship, um, and that's kind of how it plays out. So having boundaries, knowing what they are and being kind of forgiving, let's say, or like, like understanding that it's going to take a process to get there. Um, yeah. Is also kind of very important part of moving towards security. Boundaries. I feel like it, like an entire episode could be done on boundaries. Even. Oh my God. It's like like a... episodes. Ooh. <laughs> An entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, boundaries are like one of the biggest boundaries, saying no, like not people pleasing. Um, mm -hmm. All of those things are really big part of and not fixing the relationship, not constantly trying to, um, you, you know, not constantly trying to fix and not people pleasing um, are really big things. Those are two things that I was like, I don't do that. And then I'm like, think I did that <laughs> like too many times <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny like I am not like that right like in my life right because my yeah. outside of relationship life I'm very secure right and so then you get into these spaces where you're you can be insecure and you don't even think of yourself like that. And then you're doing things like that. And it's very, um, I don't know, it's, it's very polarizing inside yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
that was awesome. We we covered a lot. I feel like this was this was a jam packed episode. We got a lot of stuff in here, and I think we'll have even more next time. M- more more ways to identify being secure. More ways to to move toward being secure. And you know, and I don't want to make this sound like wipe my hands. It's done. It is not. It is not done. It's a, it's a continual process. It's a journey, right? I, I, I think that's really, really important to say. I'm glad that you said that because okay. um, we all have a base uh, attachment style and mm-hmm. all along in different parts of our lives, we move along the spectrum. Sometimes we feel more secure. Sometimes we feel less secure. Sometimes we're in this pocket. Sometimes we're in the other pocket and um, moving a lot of people, if they have a very strong uh, attachment style, the, when they are triggered, that attachment style will show itself. But there are ways to mitigate the effects of it. However, you are more than likely always going to have some bits of those feelings uh, come up mm-hmm. if they are part of your core attachment style. And it's it could be unrealistic to think that you're just one day going to like pop into security and then you're always going to be there. Um, right. It is. I, I also want to say something really important is that in the right relationship in a secure relationship, um, it is possible to feel secure more than, you know, almost all the time, kind of more than not. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it takes that and then it, it takes, it still takes a lot of work still takes a lot of work in not losing yourself in that relationship and kind of depending on that relationship for your identity and your like sense of validation. Once you learn to not disappoint yourself, you have to keep not disappointing yourself. Fucking Beyonce, man. Fucking Beyonce. She's my spirit animal, like for real. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's let's call episode five a wrap, and we'll be back next time with I think some more some more uh, definitions of security and some more tips, tricks, anecdotes, stories, do's and don'ts uh, of how to of how to keep moving along that spectrum. Moving along the spectrum. Moving Thanks. on up. Thanks, everybody. I'm glad you're here. Me too. And uh, with that, we'll we'll sign off, y'all. So, like, subscribe to the podcast. Check it out on like, Instagram. Subscribe, review, check review, out, love, read, share. Redo dot love on Instagram. Redo dot love for the love redo podcast podcast bye bye i'm gonna be my own best friend